0: The queue edges along the counter at the back of the canteen. Behind it stand the kitchen staff, wiping off beads of sweat with their stained oven gloves as they ladle out spoonfuls of gelatinous food. Everyone rushes to get here early as the choices are limited, even though there are officially two hours for lunch. I want to eat at my desk, but Mrs. Painter made it clear that wasn't an option. She doesn't allow food to be consumed in the library. I sit in my usual seat hoping not to be disturbed, rearranging my spoon so it's exactly equidistant between my pot of yoghurt and my apple. A shadow falls across my line of vision, and I sense someone is staring at me from the other side of the table. Mind if I sit here? I look up but say nothing. No objections? She's persistent. I'll take that as a no then. She pulls the chair out and steps neatly into the gap, it's a nightmare trying to find a space today. Looks like the whole building is down here. My shoulders tense as her tray clatters under the table. You'd think they'd set specific times for different floors so that this wouldn't happen. It's the third time this week I've had problems finding somewhere to sit. She smiles. I'm Sarah. I chew on a mouthful as the silence wraps itself slowly around my throat, then swallow, forcing myself to respond. I'm Alison. Right. She pulls her chair tightly underneath her, whilst tucking a wayward strand of dark hair behind her ear. How's the sandwich, Alison? Normally I go for the salad, but there wasn't any left. I glance at the dry pieces of white bread, spread with the thinnest layer of tuna mayonnaise. It's okay. Her face is familiar. Have we met before? I ask the question watching as she bites into the bread and tears off a mouthful, leaving smears of grease shining on the skin around her red lipstick. I reach for a napkin, then change my mind as she takes a tissue out of her pocket. I get that a lot. I must have one of those faces. She grins and gestures at the packaging on her tray, adding, These are really grim. I smile briefly in tacit agreement. Do you work here? I'm sure I recognise her but I know that doesn't mean anything. I'm often sure of things that turn out to be wrong. I've been sure about Jack. She nods and points at the ceiling with one finger. Upstairs, you? First floor, in the library. Have you been in recently? I'm trying to remember where I've seen her before. She takes a large gulp of coffee and makes a face. Ouch, too hot. Not recently. My office is up on the 4th. I don't get much time for reading. At the moment, I barely get enough time to eat lunch. She checks her watch. I need to go. I'll take this with me. It'll take forever to cool down. As she grips the cup, I notice her nails are perfectly manicured, painted in a dark red colour. I move my hands off the table onto my lap. I've tried to stop biting mine, but the tips are barely visible. Tiny slivers of white on top of raw skin. She stands up and attempts to grab the crumpled tissue as it floats off her tray onto the floor. Maybe see you here tomorrow? She bends down to retrieve it and walks off. I glance at the clock, wondering why she'd sat down at all. Officially, I have ten more minutes of my lunch break, but Mrs. Painter doesn't tolerate lateness. It's one of the many things that irritate her. She's always punctual, and she insists on everyone else living up to the same standard. I need to get back. Edging past the tables full of diners, I tip the remnants of my sandwich in the bin and walk towards the heavy doors leading out of the canteen. The air in the corridor is cooler, untainted by the smell of fried food, and the reception area is empty, apart from the few staff who stand chatting behind the main entrance desk. They glance at me, but I hurry past them, ignoring the lift, through the doors that lead into the stairwell. Sliding my hand over the polished wooden rail, I head up the stairs to the rear entrance of the library. There are a few of us who work here, but most days we're on different shifts, apart from Mrs. Painter, who's here all the time. I sometimes wonder if she's ever done anything else, or whether she's dedicated her entire life to keeping the books she looks after in some kind of order. You finished already, Alison? She emerges from underneath her desk, pulling out a small bag. I nod. We're pleasant enough to each other during the day, there's an unspoken boundary in our relationship. She's Mrs. Painter, to me, never Julia, although she always insists on calling me Alison. I'll take my break now, then. She doesn't mind if I go down to the canteen first, as she always brings in her own packed lunch. She heads towards the lift, and I wait until the doors close before walking across the library floor to watch through the windows as she appears outside. She sits alone on one of the wooden benches carefully opening her cling film-wrapped sandwiches before brushing the errant crumbs off her skirt. She can't see me, but I recognise the loneliness she tries to hide beneath a familiar routine, taking the same Tupperware box out of her bag each day, nodding briefly at other staff who walk past, allowing herself to hope they might stop to chat. I've never met her husband. I wonder whether he sees a side of her that she doesn't show when she's here. Or perhaps she's one of those people who always looks ill at ease wherever she is, as if she's constantly expecting the worst to happen. Even when she's sitting at her desk, she's always clicking her biro or twisting her glasses chain to keep her hands occupied. I remember being like that, after I found out what Jack had done. Picking at the fringe of the blanket on our sofa until I'd made small holes along the edge. And then he'd try to pretend that everything was normal, and the holes had got bigger spreading out from the material into our lives in the questions I hadn't wanted to ask.